0: Welcome everyone to the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision by guiding them to profitability. Let's go! You're listening to episode 190, and today we have Elon Ferdman. Elon and his brother Guy are brothers, world-class life coaches, passionate entrepreneurs and motivational speakers, fiercely dedicated to your success. They've helped thousands of people all around the world connect to their inner passion and radically transform their lives. You can have the life you dream of and they aim to show you how Their work is uh, excuse me their work is dedicated to your awakening to living out your own personal legend which I like that phrase. That's, uh, that's cool. I, I feel like that should be on a t-shirt or something like that. <laughs> Live out your own legend. Have you used that on a t-shirt yet?
1: I have not, but now that you say that, that does sound good. Dude, that
0: sounds pretty badass. Live your own legend or something like that. Anyways, yeah. uh, having it at all requires action. It means leaning into your fears and trusting the unknown. That's where you find the real magic. At Satori Prime, they are creating experiences that will change your life forever. Prior to running Satori Prime, uh, Elon also ran a commercial real estate hedge fund that grew from 500000 in 2004 to over $100 million in assets under management by 2010. It's not anywhere close to a trillion, which is where Apple has just been evaluated at, but $100 million is pretty damn good, man. Congratulations yeah. and welcome to the show, Elon. How's your day
1: going? Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure.
0: Yeah, cool, man. So before we get into the heavy-hitting questions about business and entrepreneurship... Uh, We always have to start the podcast off the way we do every single time. Uh, You're a fit guy. I'm sure you eat pretty healthy. So imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. Where are you going to eat and what are you going to order to make your day complete?
1: Wow, what a great, interesting question. I have to say, I have never been asked that on a podcast. There you go. (laughs) Um You know, my my favorite kind of meals, if I'm like celebrating, I really like those uh, chef's table style meals where Mm. you just go and it's like a seven course dinner. Uh, We went to Alinea in Chicago, which was one of the most exquisite experiences. So if I was celebrating, I'd say I'd go do like a fancy wine paired, Mm. you know, uh, seven course type dinner. Um, if I am like, I, I like to celebrate with my family and my mm-hmm. kids. So that ends up generally being sushi cause they're six and five and that's what they love. Nice.
0: I wish <laughs> that my, uh, I don't have any kids, but I have a younger brother. Um, and he is like the pickiest eater in the world. So like when I go out and I take him out to dinner, it's like steak. That's all he likes is steak. So to treat your, to, to train, so to speak, your, your kids young, uh, to be able to
1: like sushi, that's. That makes it more enjoyable for you right that's it you know with kids as just like a side note with kids it's really interesting i find that there's two types of parents parents that their child runs their life Mm. and then there's parents where the child gets integrated into the parent's life and for me like there's certain things that i really love to do me and my wife love to do so it was super important for us to just kind of like be like hey this is the life, this is the family that you pick, like this is how we live, this is what's up, get used to it.
0: That's cool, I like that, and I have respect. And you mentioned that you're a wine guy, or at least you like wine pairing. I'm a huge wine buff as well. What type of wine are you you feeling nowadays?
1: So, uh, as you probably know, that the palate changes quite a bit, and I've noticed that actually with age, uh, it changes quite a bit. So, um, I'm still really big on uh, Cab Shiraz, Mm -hmm. blends. I really like those specifically from Australia and Barossa. Uh, and more recently I've gotten into a lot of the Italian wines. We actually just took a trip to Montalcino, me and my wife last year. And a big part of that was like just wine tasting all day and finding these little gems. And so, yeah, um, I love every time I travel, i like to go to a wine region. We went to Sonoma and Napa. I've gotten to some Pinots there and Chardonnays and things like that, that I never really liked. So, Yeah, I really, really enjoy wines.
0: Very good stuff. Well, we should have another conversation about that after this uh, about wine uh, because anytime that you have a good conversation, I feel like all good conversations happen over wine So, uh, (laughs) or or even about it. But anyways, the first real question, let's get back to business here. Tell me about a time that you felt lost or blind in business and how did you overcome those obstacles?
1: Okay, so I'm going to take you guys to – well today, my second darkest, but at the time, definitely the darkest moment of my uh, business life. So, uh, John was reading, you know, that bio about that company, half a million to a hundred million. It was actually like 107, I think at its peak. Um, I think most of you guys know what happened in 2008, uh, especially with the real estate world. Our, so we were a lending institution um, and we actually did really, really well because we had institutional funds. And so for about another year and a half, even two, while everyone was kind of falling apart, we were doing really, really well. But in 2010 uh, we bid it just like everybody else. And I went from making multiple six figures a year to basically living on unemployment checks, um, having my house be in foreclosure, all the while my wife was pregnant with our first son. So, it was one of the most debilitating moments, not from just a business standpoint, you know, like whenever you reach failure, ego comes in really, really hard. Uh, but knowing that I was going to be a father, mm. uh, and all that on top of it. And, and as a man, you want to be the provider for your family and, and feeling worthless and not being able to do that was, um, was really, really tough. I, I mean, I can, if it wasn't for my background in personal development, which is really like the answer to how I got through this. In 2003, I actually took a seminar called Landmark Education, which changed the course of my life forever. Um, if it wasn't for having that stuff there, I can absolutely see how people would get into those situations and see like committing suicide being the only option because it was so dark and so bleak and that world, everything that I dedicated years to of mastery fell apart. It wasn't like I could go to someone else in the real estate world and get a job. No one was hiring. Everyone was in freeze. So I had a choice basically like whine and cry, which I did for a few days. Don't, don't, Mm. don't mess, don't mess that up. I did that. (laughs) Um, or reinvent myself. Mm. Um, and I will say that personal development and the understanding of mechanisms that, that run your system. So there's like, the voice that gets really loud when you fail or when you're having to make tough decisions or when things aren't going your way, it feels like the world just kind of spirals down and you latch on to these different negative thoughts and they just keep bringing you deeper and deeper and deeper. If I didn't know that that is what happens to the human mind and in, in our system, then I would have just thought that I was believing these things. This is how the world is, et cetera. But having at least that ability to, Hear that voice as separate from me and understand that, yes, that thing is going to go crazy because I am in an unsafe, uncharted, unknown territory. And every time we do that, this thing starts going nuts. Right. So at least having the ability to separate that and kind of compartmentalize and go, okay, that's going to be there. And who do I get to be in this moment, moment by moment? right? Cause I could either buy into the story that I'm this huge failure and I fucked everything up for my family and my, myself forever, which I could be justified in, right? Or I could just keep going back to how do I get to reinvent myself? And the thing that I asked myself, and this was like one of the best questions, which makes no sense now that I think about it, but it was great at the time was if money wasn't a concern, what would I do with my life? And like, money was the most concerned thing at that time. I just knew that if I was going to again, invest all this time, all this energy into building something again, it has to be something that I'm so absolutely passionate about that. I'm not doing it just to get myself out of that situation that I'm in, but I'm actually doing it because my heart is going to be fully invested in it for, for the long haul. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really what got me through. And luckily my brother, has done this work. My parents did this work. So I was surrounded by a lot of pretty amazing people that I could just vent to.
0: That's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it's awesome that you'd be able to, you got to that place and because you got to that place, it led you to, you know, who you are and what you're doing today. Um, we'd love to hear a little bit more about, uh, Satori, uh, Satori. I'm saying that correctly, right? S- yeah, Satori, Satori, okay. prime. Satori prime, um, about the experience thing, like creating experiences that will change your life forever. And I think we all have those experiences. I mean, that's exactly why I started this podcast was because I had an experience where I, I experienced blindness and I didn't understand what to do in my business in order to make it succeed. So can you talk a little bit more about it, the experiences that you're giving to other people um, or maybe give some scenarios on how you were able to help people that went from that experience to, and then inevitably changed their life? It could bring context in, uh, to the people listening and watching.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So great question. Um, I believe that there's, there's two types of learning. There is knowledge based learning. Knowledge based learning is, you know, I don't know this, so I'm going to go and pick up a book, or I'm going to go watch a video and I'm going to gain that information. Right? That's knowledge based. Then there's wisdom based learning and wisdom based learning can only come from experience. So just to give a really, really simple example, you could read all the books you want about riding a bike. You could watch all the videos. You can even hire, uh, the the top tour de France guy to come to your house and explain how the bike works. That doesn't make you a, a bike rider. You still have to get on the bike, right? Like the, the experience of balance is the only way to get balance. Reading about it, understanding it, all the science behind it makes no difference. And so, I know for human beings, and especially now with two young kids, I I can verify this 100%. We all learn by two things, mimicking and experiencing, right? Like you can tell someone, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't jump on the couch. You're going to fall. Don't jump on the couch. You're going to fall. Guess what? You jump off the couch. You fall. You learn. If I jump off the couch, I can fall. That's it. So what we like to take people through is through integrating experiences in their lives, right? Like talking about this, this idea of, um, losing money in business, right. Or, or reaching that state where I was of like, like you know, hitting rock bottom type of thing. Someone who hasn't experienced that it doesn't matter. They can hear 12 billion stories about that exact thing going through. It is very different than reading about it. And so, what we do is on a multitude of different levels. Like you have experiences in your life right now. There are certain experiences they really, really value, right? They, they light you up. They make you feel really, really good as you're going through your day. And there are certain aspects of your life that whether you're resigned to, right? You're just like, okay, this is just how my life is going to be. You get to that or that that's probably at best, or you're really aggravated and frustrated by. When you are in those moments is where we can do the best work. Whether you're elated, excited, resigned, you know, defeated, whatever, it's about taking people into that actual life experience and having them shift in the moment. Not as it like, oh, that, that would be a nice idea, right? Because there's a ton of books that you read and you're like, oh, that's really smart. And then you do nothing with them or you watch a YouTube video like, wow, that's so clever. I'm going to share this with all my friends. It makes no difference because you don't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's all about whether we work with people one on one, whether we work with people in a group or at a live event, it's always about having them create that shift in perception, in belief, upgrading the system, understanding what is happening in the moment there, not as a theory, but in the actual, as we call it as lived experience. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense?
0: makes complete sense. Yeah. And I think, um, the, the verbiage that you used in order to like, up, I think you said upgrade, uh, Mm -hmm. or something like that, or just changing your mindset, uh, is critical. And I think something else of going out there and experiencing and just doing is that idea of sales right? And I think it's something that a lot of people just don't want to do. They Mm. uh, are talking about it, they are planning, but they don't actually go out and physically venture into that next, uh, that next client or that next person that they're helping. So my question to you is, as a uh, a coach, as a guide, as a Sherpa, so to speak, (laughs) to people, uh, how are you able to gain a client how are you able to treat your clients well into the point where you're gaining referrals, multiple clients, yeah. whatever it may be?
1: Yeah, so so let, let's break it up into two separate parts, because there's the the initial um, you know client piece, and then there's the referral piece. So the first piece I, I think there's many ways to do this, um, and I've, I've been in sales pretty much my entire life. So I, have done everything, you know, while all my friends were working at retail and like a camps, I got telemarketing jobs. Mm. So I was telemarketing by, as soon as I got my driver's license, I was any commission based job. That's where I was mm-hmm. going. Um, I'll tell you a funny side story of how I learned the best lesson in sales. You guys will love this. So one of the best jobs I ever had, it's a crazy job, but it was one of the best jobs. was junior between my junior, no, between my sophomore and junior years of college, I sold speakers out of an unmarked white van <laughs> while driving down the road, bang windows down, banging on the side of the car, asking people to roll down their windows and whether they they wanted to buy speakers. Wait, I, where was this? This was in New Jersey. I did this from eight in the morning to eight at night. And it was like a hustle. I mean... It was basically a warehouse where people would give you these, you know, speakers. They would give you this whole pitch about how, like, you went to install these professional-grade speakers at, at this place. You actually have extras. You want to sell the extras? Blah blah blah. And you had like markup that, you, whatever. It was a hustle. So much rejection. So much different things. Like if people were like, "Oh, I only have two hundred bucks," I was like, "Okay, great. There's an ATM, like, you know, a mile down the road. Let's go and we we'll get more money." Long story short, I made twenty-three thousand dollars in two months. You know, like awesome. while, while most kids are making like what, like two, three, four grand or something, like 23 grand, I paid for myself to go to uh, Spain. <laughs> so I learned all the ways to get clients. I'll tell you today where I'm at, which is very different than that hustle mentality, is very, very different. I personally believe that we're in an age where transparency, authenticity, integrity mean a lot. I also believe that it takes people today a lot more to make the first buying decision, right? To build that relationship with that person, to build the like, to build the trust. It takes a lot more than it ever has. Just because we're the most marketed to human race ever. You know, they say like a human being will see on average something like 3000 marketing messages a day. Um, We've just kind of become like jaded and, and, and desensitized to it. So it's mm-hmm. almost like you can imagine you have this big ass burly, uh, you know, doorman. like that shit doesn't get through, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not allowed. So for us today, it's about providing value. Like how do I provide the best highest level quality content for free to people? such that they build a relationship with my brother and I and our brand that they go, wow, that's amazing. And to the point that there's this law of reciprocity, right? Like you give, you give, you give, you give, you give. And at some point, someone's like, I gotta give these guys something back, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And when you, you start to understand that, it's all about content creation, really, really high quality content creation, and then understanding when to make the offer and when to make the pitch. All of our sales stuff is really, really soft, really soft. I know there's plenty of people out there that would argue and they have like all these sales tactics on how to take, but at the end of the day, our refund rate is under 1%, Mm.
2: right?
1: So like there are businesses built upon, we're gonna get a shit ton of people because we're gonna use all this NLP tricks and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, ask them the refund rate and it's like 30%. So I, to me, I don't choose to run that kind of operation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not what we stand for. I'm not here to convince people. I'm not here to like manipulate people into buying. It's more like if someone resonates with our ideology, if someone wants to get more peace, more freedom, more love, more passion, more fulfillment in their life, and they see as the vehicle to do that, they will do whatever they have to to make that happen.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think something that came to mind while you're talking about that is you you do, you hear the uh, idea of bring value, bring value. And a lot of people don't necessarily know what value looks like because to them value is probably something relatively selfish, but I love the content that you possess because you are doing things, not even so much about you. It's about like you're directly speaking to the other individual. And I think that is a huge takeaway that people should listened uh and should apply to their business Uh, i do have to at least ask because everybody's thinking right now like well how how long does it take you know to get the followers base? because i think you have a pretty pretty decent following on both on all on all social platforms um was there a point in time where you saw you know that i guess that curve of people actually buying into what it is that you do was it at like a thousand Was it at 10,000 was it at 90,000 and how many videos do you think how much time do you think you spent in order to get to that point?
1: That's such a good question. So let me just say this before I go into all that and like give you those details, which I'm happy to do. I think there's two ways to approach business. I think there is a way to approach business where it's very, you know, I need to make money and it's like short-sighted and it's like I have to produce this result now or. You're building something that's like legacy-based. Mm. Or even if you're looking to sell the business, right? Like you have a much longer runway of of creating that which you want to create. Okay. I think that greatly determines what you are and aren't willing to do. Hmm. For us, this is a lifelong thing. Like Satori Prime, the message, everything that we're about, I will literally be doing this till Till my last dying breath, mm. this will be what I do for a living. Now it's going it, it already has in the seven years that we've been doing this changed so many different times in like the model, the method, the people, the all that it's changed a lot. It still doesn't change the fact of what we want to deliver in the world. So I, I just think there's two kind of camps to that. So I'm gonna give you an answer from someone who's looked at success with a very, very long-term view of success. I believe like the longer your view of success, the more successful you can actually become. Mm -hmm. So for us in the beginning, we understood that in order to build this kind of business that we have today, which is not the business we had when we started, we have to get really good or not have to, we get to get really good at marketing, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, online marketing, Facebook marketing, Google ads, YouTube ads, uh, blogging, content creation, all that stuff. We realized very early on like this is the way that we can broadcast this message because my take is this. There are people that love you right now, your friends, your family, people that love to hang out with you just by the virtue of you being you. You didn't strategize like, you know, I'm going to go to the bar today. and I'm going to talk to five people and I'm going (laughs) to hope that I'm going to make this joke and tell them this story and hope to God they like me. You don't do that. You just like making friends is organic right? Certain people come, certain people stay, certain people go, et cetera. If you can do that and you have, you know, even 10 friends, right now, take that you, that you, and put it on the internet. And now instead of reaching a 15 mile radius of, of your hometown, you are now global. Mm -hmm. If you tell me that you can't find another thousand people in the entire world that like the way that you say a story or deliver a message or, or share whatever it is that you're up to sharing. That's crazy. Like,
0: yeah, real talk.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It just happens. Right. So for us, it was like, okay, we, we, we started affiliate marketing. We started uh, selling other people's products. We got really good at that whole funnel and figuring all that stuff out. And then when we got really comfortable with that, we pivoted and shifted our entire business to personal development. Before that, we got really good at Facebook marketing. We were doing Facebook masterminds. We were doing Facebook products, uh, all sorts of the marketing masterminds and products. We had an agency for a little while. Like we did all that stuff because at the time, that's what we were really, really good at. And that's what was helping us build our brand. Mm-hmm. Then in 2016, we shifted everything.
2: So, mm.
0: No, it's, it's interesting. I, and I have a, another question about um... – about motivation and because you're you're amped up like if you're not listening to this conversation and you you don't feel these a little bit motivated <laughs> then you just stop talk like stop listening now and go back to you know doing whatever the heck you were doing um because it's <laughs> but it's really hard I want to ask the question you know I'll just ask it in in a couple seconds. Before we get into that, I want to shake the conversation up just a little bit, and I'm going to ask everybody that's watching and listening to subscribe to the podcast, head over to tbeshow.com, or hit the subscribe button if you're watching on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever else you are, and if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe, hit the s- smash it, don't hit it, smash the subscribe button. Um, so right before we got on the, this call, um, I did a little bit of digging and some research, and uh, I found some pictures that you've taken on your Instagram channel. And I have a couple of questions about some of those pictures. So, and this is, I might as well just ask the question, but this is you and your brother, I'm assuming, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. This is your guy.
0: This is your guy that you're running your business with. This is the guy that that you you spent, you know, for your entire life with. Um, I guess a two part question, really. Number one would be, what is it, what does your brother mean to you? And how, what have you Mm -hmm. been able to accomplish together and then the second part would be how the hell do you still how do you stay motivated
1: all the time? <laughs> so um my brother and I are 2 years apart. I'm older. We have always been really really close. So like we grew up, we were really really close. I was always kind of the more extroverted one, he was more the introverted one. He was always kind of following me around. You know, he got to school, he was Elon's brother. It was like hard for him to kind of get out of my shadow. When he was 12 years old, he got really, really depressed. We didn't know Mm -hmm. this. And he started to spiral downwards. And at 19 years old, he took that course that I had mentioned before, Landmark Education. Um, And I found out afterwards that he was suicidal Mm -hmm. and it was like, it was really dark for him. Um, But I remember it was Sunday during his course and he called and he said hello and I started crying. Cause I had felt like I got my brother back for the first time mm. and we ended up starting this whole personal development journey together. So, and, and he worked with me in, in commercial finance. I brought him in when, when like two or three years after I started. So he was with me there. We do everything together. And it's strange because most brothers are like very competitive with each other and they like two totally different things. You know, one likes this, the other one likes the other thing. So, but we happen to always like the same things, the same teams, the same kind of music, like going to the same places, eating the same. So it was really, he was my best friend always, you know, we had those like rough years, I guess, kind of there in the middle, but always. And then when I lost everything, he was the one that actually started online marketing before he was doing that for six months. And he invited me to come along. And it was the first time ever that my brother, I kind of let him lead the way. And I was like, you know what, I'm ready to follow you. Cause he was kind of always following me. And it was a really, really interesting dichotomy um, and and just change for us. And I have to say like the journeys that he has led me on over the last seven plus years, uh, once I had let him lead, from different personal development experiences to um, different plant medicines that we've, we've been playing with to just places that I've gotten to experience um, has been such a gift. And the fact that I got to do this all with him and like Satori Prime is, is, is an idea that we concocted and now it's you know creating all this impact in the world is just, um, yeah, he's my partner in everything. That's like cool. life, business, um, he's about to have his first kid. So it's just, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, and your second part question was how, how do you I stay motivated?
0: People? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. It, that, that massive water that you're drinking or something in there or no, this is water. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this water.
1: Um, I, I think people stay motivated when they're really lit up by what it is that they're doing. A mm. lot of people, there's, there's a distinction we we train people on. It's called pull versus push. Most people want to push themselves to achieve certain goals, right? I want to lose weight. I want to build a business. I want a relationship and it feels heavy. It feels like you're like forcing yourself up this mountain and just like, Oh, I'm going to make it. You know, this whole message is like hustle, grind, hustle, grind. Like I don't resonate with it at all. I did. I just don't resonate with it anymore. So this whole, like, like, I have to force this and I to, I'm going to make it happen no matter what, you know, that kind of thing produces results. I'm not in an argument with that. It's just, I think it, push mentality, motivation only lasts so long, right? Like it weans. So motivation I tell people or like inspiration. It's like fumes in the car. It will, you can fly, but it will only take you so far. On the flip side of that, there's this pull and when something is so in alignment with who you are, that it is simply a self-expression of who you are. It's not something that you have to work at. It's not something that you have to like sit there and go like, okay, how do I be a salesperson? Or, you know, like how do I, it just is you, you've just figured out a way to create that gift that you have in a way where people value it and want to exchange money or whatever for that gift of yours. You don't have to will that into action. It just is, right? So like for me, Satori Prime right now, our goal is 100 million people's lives, impacted and transformed. I mean, my day is always hunky-dory. We run a business, you know, shit's always breaking. (laughs) You spend money on worthless stuff like you hire bad people people steal from you like all of it But at the end of the day The mission is clear and what we're up to is clear and that feels so good like creating that impact so if that means that I get to wake up at five in the morning and meditate and read and exercise and do all those things before my kids wake up because that's what fuels me to allow me to be more impactful through my day, that's what gets to happen. Mm-hmm. The thought of like waking up early, when I, when I first, you know, like even in my previous business, I was like, fuck, I'm not waking up for anybody. <laughs> you no, know, alarms don't exist in my life. And now it's like there's a bigger thing than just me. It's mm-hmm. not about how I feel. There are times where I'm sick or, or I don't like it or I'm not in the mood and I, I have to do a training call, right? But the second I'm there, all that stuff mm-hmm. goes out the window mm-hmm. because I know that I'm now on impact, on mission, right? Doing the thing that I love, and instantly all that stuff about I don't feel good, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah goes right out the window.
0: Yeah, and that was real talk. I, I I can say on a personal level, um, I haven't got. I mean, it's a lot of also has a lot to do with diet, but the fact that I've never been, I haven't been sick like dogs sit like sick like a dog for years and amazing and it's i don't Yeah, yes it can be diet it could be surrounding but i'd say primarily it's based off of just the mindset you know just that 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 positive mental attitude and and everything else so couldn't be more relatable to to your answer um i'm almost positive this is you yes that is me okay because your brother you and your brother do look a lot alike we do but um so I'm assuming that this is something crazy. You, you, I'm assuming you jumped out of an
1: airplane, right? Well, different, yes. Different? I have jumped out of an airplane actually five times, but that was different.
0: <laughs> okay. So tell yeah. me a little bit about this one. And then, so just so everybody that's listening at home, um, this is just a picture of you uh, feeling accomplished and you have like a whole bunch of stuff strapped to you. You'll get into the story. But my question about it is, um, is there something on your, do you have a bucket list item that you just have to do? If you oh, could yeah. just kind of go, go, oh, I got any well. bucket list right, items. Let's, let's hear it, man.
1: So it's so real funny story about bucket list. My wife, I just turned 37 and my wife is like, Hey, so, so just like, what are some bucket list items? And I was like, uh, drive Ferraris really fast through mm. the Italian Alps. <laughs> uh, she's like, okay, think, you know, she's like, okay, what else? I was like, um, you know, swimming with the great white shark, She's like, okay, why don't you think about like things that didn't quite make it into the bucket? Maybe they're just kind of like sitting on the outside.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: I "I don't got those. those." (laughs) Um, So that picture was actually recently taken. We, you know, this is like one of the cool things about when you are being you and and the self-expression of you just goes out there. Mm -hmm. I met this guy five years prior. He was dead broke like trying to figure out his life. Right. And just really resonated with our message. We've kind of stayed in touch. I see a post of him like a like few months ago where he's, he's he's in a pool with a glass of champagne, like held like this and a smorgasbord of food that you just want to like jump into the picture and eat like all breakfast, just incredible looking food. Mm. And he writes this beautiful post about his journey and how he came from nothing. And now he has a, a community of 3000 people in Romania, that he helps build Amazon businesses. Hmm. And I reach out something like, I I see this post and I I just feel this voice, it's like, private message him and just tell him what an amazing, uh, like, what an amazing post and how happy you are for him. I I send that to him, within an hour, he sends me a message, he's like, Elon, you won't believe this, I actually wanted to reach out to you, I'm hosting an event in Romania for my community, I would love for you and Guy to come speak. Nice. Right. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like that inspired action. I haven't spoken to this guy in like a year plus. Right. Something just said, hey, contact him. So anyway, that picture, he took the speakers and some of the VIPs to this mountain in Romania. And I literally I think it's called paragliding. Mm. But you you're strapped to someone and you literally run off a cliff as a kite is just coming up behind you and then eventually like the kite just takes off and you just like float. So it's kind of like the end of, a, um, the end of a skydive, you know, like when you're like in that, in that chute. but I'd never run off a cliff and they're like, you know, in the beginning, just kind of like run and it will tell you to run fast. So you're literally running and your feet at some point are running in air because there's no more ground under you. And you're just praying to God that this thing at some point is going to like take you because if it doesn't you're literally face planting into a whole bunch of shit that you don't want to be face planting into it was beautiful
0: that's awesome that's cool man oh if anybody that's listening definitely need to try that That sounds great i my final uh question i'm actually going to end the podcast a little bit differently than i than i usually do um but so the blind entrepreneur podcast was created for people who are lost or blind in business and need that little push because Um, they don't know what to do and Mm. they need to find a way to fine tune it. And so to those individuals, I'd like you to uh, give us three pieces of advice. And the reason why I asked that is because this picture right here, this video that you posted, um, was, uh, was really cool. It was posted in 2017 and it was about procrastination, failure, work, hard work, and all that stuff. And so I, you know, in your in your best motivational sh- uh, spiel and your speech, you know, just give us some three pieces of advice to to jack us up, to get our asses moving, and uh, and start executing their uh, our, our vision for business.
1: Awesome. So one of the biggest things I see people, uh, I think, is like a huge mistake, is that people think that they're going to be able to get to where they want to get to, doing the same things that got them there. So the first thing to understand is wherever it is your life is expanding to the things that got you to where you are right now at point A are not the things that will successfully get you to point B. Once you get that, you can be like, okay, so what are the things that even if they're effective or have been effective, I can choose to look at to upgrade. And the best way to do that is to keep putting in new input. If you want new output, you have to keep grabbing new input. Whether that is podcasts, whether that is reading, or I highly recommend Audible. Like Audible changed my life. You can listen to books at two x. You know, that's I, I'm not a fast reader. I read last year fifty books. Nice. Before I started my business, like if I read one a year, it was like woo. <laughs> now I just reading books will change your life. Listening to podcasts, things like that, like great new input will create new output second biggest advice is meditate and I know people think this is crazy this is a 5,000 year old technology that's been handed down to human beings if you don't have time to meditate that means you get to meditate twice as long like take a challenge wake up set your alarm five minutes earlier five minutes And just sit there quietly, put on, you know, get calm or headspace or something and just sit there five minutes before you start your day in that space. Do that every day for 30 days. Your life will never be the same. This is kind of what happens. People do it for 30 days and then on like day 40, they miss it. And they're like, oh, God, today was kind of like off. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And they're like, oh, shit, I didn't meditate today. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of start to see the impact of it. That's huge. Um, And then the other thing is uh, mindset is everything. Your success, your body, your relationships, everything is predicated on what happens in between your two ears. More specifically, like the connection between your heart, who you are as your soul, and the disconnection between that and your mind. Most people are just so run by this. And everything is like, I gotta do this and I gotta do more and I gotta do that and right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna hustle harder, I'm just gonna hustle more, I'm just gonna work more hours, and you just end up getting like slightly better, different version of the same results that you've gotten. When you start to understand what you are made of, what are the things that are stopping you? There's this great analogy, like, you know, rowing, like the, the Olympic rowers for mm-hmm. example. I didn't know this, but there's actually a rudder underneath that boat. Mm-hmm. Right? So- they actually steer the boat. Now, if I put like the Olympic champion rower against any of us, right, and I locked his rudder in a position and I said, okay, you two race. It doesn't matter how shitty you are at rowing. You will crush this guy because he can spin one way, The right? He's not going to where he wants to get to. Your belief systems, the things that, that, that programmed in you since you were a really, really small child are the rudder and if you don't get that rudder aiming where you want it to go then it doesn't matter how hard you work you're going to keep self sabotaging yourself mm-hmm. you're going to keep getting to that same place and it's going to keep bouncing back because there are things inside of you that say like you're not worthy of this or rich people are assholes and you know that'll stop you like there's and if you don't understand those things you're going to have a really really tough go
0: yeah absolutely man i mean this is some uh, great great advice and, Elon, thank you so much for your time uh, being able to talk about business, uh, whooping us into shape a little bit mentally, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure physically you could do that too. Um, yeah. But the next 30 seconds is all yours, man. Just tell us a little bit more about how they, we can learn more about you, be a part of your journey, uh, and potentially become a customer of yours.
1: Cool. So uh, Satori Prime is the name of the company. You can look us up everywhere, uh, just Satori Prime. Uh, we have an awesome podcast called Personal Development Without the Fluff. So if you've enjoyed this conversation and you want this kind of you know motivation, inspiration in your ear, we release it once a week on Mondays. Um, and then, yeah, just be in touch. You can find me on Facebook, Elon Ferdman, or our community. Uh, we have a page called Personal Development Without the Fluff on Facebook as well. Um, and you can find out everything you ever want to know and all the amazing content. Very cool, man.
0: Well, thank you guys that are still watching and listening for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and head over to com for more interviews just like this one. Go out there next keep your vision, everybody. Have a good rest of your day.